Welcome to Here Come the Sequels, a full spoiler podcast where we take a look at popular film franchises one movie at a time. I'm Tyler. And I'm bringing the party to you. I don't, I don't see how that's a party. Me and Alex. <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't think through how to end that bit, did we? We never think through how to finish any of these bits. <laughs> well, really, the podcast in general. I just do <laughs> things. Oh, oh, you got the, the two for the price of one quotes there. Yep. And by that I mean free. Right, we make no money off this podcast. Let's let's get a move on. Other than Not the, Disney, the Disney checks. Other than the Disney checks. Yeah. Let's get a move on, shall we? So we've we've done it. We're we've finished phase one of the MCU. Yeah. We've reached Marvel's The Avengers. Or Avengers Assemble, which I believe it's called in the UK, because they had the Avengers TV show, which was then adapted into a terrible movie with Uma Thurman and Ray Fiennes and Sean Connery in a bear costume. Also known Everything as... Everything I just said is true. Also known as Avengers Twilight of Infinity. How's it going over there? I'm trying to think of which studio, if you gave them this, they would they would have actually named it that. Warner Brothers? Yeah. <laughs> Donna Justice. Yay! Is Avio Rod a studio? <laughs> The man's a mystery, okay? <laughs> Alright, so Marvel's The Avengers, directed by Joss Whedon from 2012. It has a 92% uh, critic score on Rotten Tomatoes and a 91%. Um, Is Black Panther going to top yes. that by, well, by at least, far at this point? Well, at least the critic score. Okay. Yeah. Obviously, we're recording this before Black Panther's come out. Oh, I'm just... I'm throwing out the all the, the, the time stamps here. We're just... There you go. Um, that's two percentage points below Iron Man, just comparing it to the Phase One movies, and it's tied with Iron Man for audience score. Hmm. So it's right around that that hmm. area. Yeah, but yes, Black Panther. If if it stays at that ninety eight percent, it'll probably drop down like one or two more. Yeah, it, 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 at this point, it's probably not going to drop. But I I, to... I do think it'll be end up being the highest rated MCU movie at the time of its release hmm. in terms of the critic score, audience score. Is anything happening with that? I don't know. Well, we won't know until the movie actually gets released. I think oh, right. Uh, yeah. The, yeah. True. Who who cares? Audience don't scores care. don't really matter on Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten Tomato scores don't really matter. I think we've 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 talked sure. about this multiple we times. We don't really matter. I mean, you don't really matter. Nobody really matters. Yeah. When he said you, he was talking directly to you. Yeah. No, that, that is yes, you. That. You listening right now with your with your headphones in. Stop it! Do something with your life before it's too late, and you become like us. But also, but, but also, let the podcast play through, like while you do the other things, yeah. so that we don't. We, yeah. we want the views. We just and remember to like and subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> Leave a nice comment. Like too. and subscribe if you've gone through an existential crisis before. <laughs> All right, let's let's get a move on here, Tyler. What what are your what's your best thing and your worst thing? About Marvel's The Avengers. Can I say my best thing is the way it makes me feel? The way I feel things? The, the emotional impact it has. Let me... Sure. So, th we're gonna... We're gonna spend... A, we're gonna spend some time talking about how this movie has weird flaws and, like, is kind of rough around the edges in some it's ways. It's not perfect. Um, but we're also gonna spend some time gushing over how much we love this movie. I, I think... It, 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 I can speak for both of us when, we, when I say that. Um... It's, it's interesting because, 
a lot of people are going to be like, well, Marvel, DC, you know, blah. And by a lot of people, I mean maybe 10 years down the road when we're famous and uh, everyone everyone loves our podcast and they're coming <laughs> back and sorting through the old the old uh, back issues here. Um, <laughs> they're listening to the episodes with the really bad audio quality. Yeah. I mean, all of them. Well, that's... No, by, by episode 300, we, like, actually get, like, each get our own microphone and it really yeah. pumps up. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we get five dollars and buy an extra microphone. We start a Patreon account and and like two people donate. Both of them family members. Yes. Um, <laughs> who are worried about us and <laughs> mostly do it for food, but we show them wrong. Um, no, it, it's. I feel like in general people would be like, well, you you, you know you. you praising these so much when you bash the DC movies every other day like look you just talked about how this movie's not perfect how are you gonna I'm gonna defend this movie in the same way that I defended Wonder Woman only times a thousand because it makes me feel times a thousand what Wonder Woman makes me feel maybe not times a thousand I do I do appreciate Wonder Woman a lot it makes me feel good things as well this movie makes me feel more good things um man we'll, we'll just have to get into it but they're like I think this movie outside of the third act outside of the not even the money shots because it's not just that it really isn't um I don't know I, I don't know what the best way to phrase this is outside of I guess the, the parts that make me feel things that we'll discuss in the third act um I think this movie is like a B plus outside of that I think for like that's the foundation we're working with but and well I don't know exactly where I'm gonna land on grading wise but I think those parts are just so good and they really are a payoff of the rest of that b plus yeah. material and we'll have to talk about it but i yeah it's we'll get into it um least favorite thing just that there's a lot of st stuff that feels extraneous yeah especially knowing where this universe goes yeah there's a lot of stuff that it's kind of like eh, you probably could have just not done any of that and it would have been fine um, I do feel like the movie's maybe 15 minutes too long. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And not just, like, scenes need to be wholesale cut out of the movie. It's more just, like, certain scenes are too yeah. long. Just trim down Short a little bit. I mean, it's, it's, it's a good editing job. It's not like they it's bloated, necessarily. It's just... Um, yeah. You could do even better, I think, and, and yeah. trim it up more. Just because there is so... And that's, that's difficult to do because there's so much going on. I mean, like... To seriously talk about Batman Superman and Justice League, again, they, they try to do very similar things and, and just having so much crap on the screen, and it's like, you're you're inevitably inevitably going to run into problems for that. Like, I don't dock it too much for having that extra stuff, because I'd rather have the extra stuff than have too little, but like, you it, it is difficult. It is, a, it is a hard job to do when you're dealing with this much material. It's, it's not hard to do much better than Justice League. But still, that's fair. I'd rather have the bonus scene where, where you know, Iron Man he he walks into <laughs> the room and he sees the black version of the costume. This is the most top, and then he says, "Not yet, baby." <laughs> this is the most topical, snarky comment that's not going to make any sense a year from now. No, they they just released the deleted scene from Justice League. Well, they it got leaked, right? Something like that. I don't of Superman, like after he's been revived. I, don't think, I think it was an advertisement. Spoilers for Justice League. Who cares? 
and he's walking around in the the not fortress of solitude and there the black suit just kind of pops up out of nowhere that everybody wanted but it's not in the movie mm-hmm. it's just like giant middle finger to everyone who cares yeah um but no I, like uh, random legitim- references are fun legitimately though batman superman especially I, when you have to explain them yes correct um, that's what we go for on this podcast. It's just like taking jokes and making them like five minutes too long, and then just you know continuing to talk about them. Could have trimmed without, out like fifteen minutes. Yeah, I think so. Like without you know really getting to a point. It's not, it's not that the jokes are terrible. There's no punchlines. Trim down. A we just bit. we just like to you know talk about these jokes and really make sure that they just go on for a while and like and we lose subscribers like constantly because of it. It's just, you know it's a good time. So anyway. Um, no, the, the Batman Superman. I think legitimately, the, aside from the fact that I was gonna try and pick a, a, a small compliment there, just to not sound like we're just completely like trying to bash the one side and, and praise the other, um, but I do think the editing in that is fine outside of a couple of very key storylines that get very mashed and, and ripped and, and kind of torn into pieces especially considering that movie had like a ton of of content that uh snyder like filmed and apparently they they did not have room for because they didn't want to release like a four-hour movie or whatever um justice league less so justice league is is less forgivable (laughs) it's it's an issue we've discussed both well let's go ahead and, and say because i've i've just seen so many comments not just blaming Warner Brothers for Justice League, but also Joss Whedon. True, yeah, that is that is relevant. It was a less job, and they brought him on, and he did it as a favor. I'm assuming so he could do Batgirl. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he did he did the job. Didn't turn out well, but nobody could have saved that. And also, despite the fact that kind of going into that black suit thing. Because um, this is something we and, didn't know about. And Superman acts more like Superman. I was going to say, Joss Whedon despite the fact that they have the weird mustache effects and everything else, yes, Superman still acts more like Superman than we've seen him since Superman two, probably. Well, you haven't seen three and four. I know, but I'm I'm just assuming. He kind of acts like as I, I'm assuming that we've never seen a Superman. I don't know. I could be wrong. Either way, um, yeah. I I and and that shines through here as well in that. Captain America continues to be a better Superman than Superman is in the DCEU, which is upsetting. The wonderful bit also, where, where he shows up in front of the cops and he's giving them directions on like how to get people out of the buildings, and they're like, "Why should we listen to you?" Because he, the like he's he's standing there in kind of this goofy, colorful costume, and it, yes, you know, it's like, "Oh, well, you look kind of dumb. What's what's your deal?" And then then he beats up a bunch of Tatari, and then the the cops are just like. Oh, okay. We'll do what you say. Yeah, like they don't even question. It. Yeah, it's 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 amazing. Like um, if, if you if you literally just replaced Captain America with Superman in that scene, it would work just yeah, as well. Yeah. Um. Yeah. We'll talk about it. We'll, we'll we'll talk about it in a way that makes us feel good about this movie and not think about we're 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 gonna end up thinking a lot about about these. It's fine. It's fine. See, I haven't. Br- I, I I wasn't the one that brought it up. You brought it up. Now now you just ruined the episode. <laughs> um, my worst thing about Avengers. Did did, did I finish saying? 
Sure. Oh, I did say. No, never mind. I did say that that there is too much kind of like extraneous. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bit um, too long. Yeah. Kind of like that that entire discussion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like most discussions, really. Um, my best thing. I I think I'll just. I was considering whether or not I wanted Joss Whedon to be my best thing, but I'll. I think I'll say the best thing, and this feeds into just how wonderful they they've the, the real strengths of how they built up this universe. Mm. And like we said, most of our grades for the previous films have not been that awesome yeah, uh, because of growing pains, but the casting of every one of these heroes is just so spot on, yes. and I love everyone in this movie. I'm going to the cast. I'm, I'm doing the same thing I did with uh, First Avenger. Right. The cast, right. the ensemble is, is my favorite thing. Yes. Because I don't really care much about the plot in this movie. In some places, I feel like it kind of drags, but it's mostly just about the character interactions, and I feel like mm -hmm. it, Joss Whedon has such a good understanding of who these characters are in this universe, and the actors do such a good job of, yes, of showing they, that. they really do. Just the interplay between them, it's a, it's a joy to watch. Like, I, I, I would have been just as happy with a movie of all of them sitting around, like, chilling. Like, there's the, mm -hmm. the scene in Age of Ultron when they're all trying to lift up the hammer and mm -hmm. they're just relaxing... I'd be okay if it was just <laughs> if that was the whole movie. Yeah, because they're so great together. Like yeah. I love, I love every one of them. I agree. Do we need to bring up the Joss Whedon factor? We're not going to talk about his personal life. Um, we're like whenever we praise him, obviously we're t just talking about him professionally. We're not going to get into the any of his his personal things. I know nothing about any of this. I don't think. Do Do I need to? Maybe Maybe Spark Notes. So apparently, like his ex-wife came out and said, apparently he had—I don't know if it was affairs or like he cheated on her multiple times sure. while he was a producer on like Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Angel, I think. Mm. And there was a whole thing where he's like, "Yeah, I uh, like," and it's very—I I, her whole angle was like he tries to be like a super feminist and all that. Yeah. Obviously, he's very political and trying to point out how much of a hypocrite he is. Yeah. I'm, I'm just taking all that baggage and throwing it away. I'm not looking at that. Yes. I'm looking at the, the work he did. It's, it's fun. That's interesting because it's almost like... I, I feel like Zack Snyder would probably be a genuinely good person to, like, know. Like, I feel like he, he's a genuinely interesting person. And, like... Well, I'm just... It, it's it's the same separation of... It's it's the opposite. What I'm going for my, is... My only warning... Or my, the, 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 the warning going off in my head is just how he defends Batman killing. And it's like... It... <laughs> Are you okay? No. Um. Have you ever broken any laws, Zack Snyder? <laughs> do you but, even know what constitutes breaking one of those sure. laws? But it really is kind of the opposite thing where it's like we do criticize Snyder a lot, but obviously like... Yeah he you know his family went through oh yeah, yeah terrible things and like we you know as far as we know in terms of his personal life he seems like a great guy yeah and it's just, well it's just kind of like we can accept like like obviously yeah. be be very you know sympathetic yes, with the when, but when we're being harsh on him it's only in terms of his work yes yes it's in terms of the art he pushes out yes we're, we're not same same with brian singer in the x-men movies yeah of course same yeah. with although that was we know more yeah. a little more now than we brett ratner yeah Scum. Yeah. Moving on. <laughs> oh boy, that guy. Yeah, I I probably did a, a poor job explaining. The no, whole that's, that's thing, uh, yeah. But, I, I got. I think I've heard a little bit about this. But point being, we're we're judging this on the basis of a movie and him as a creator, not yes. not none of his personal stuff. 
Okay. I could probably talk too long about that. Um, what's my worst thing? I had a worst thing. I don't remember what my worst thing is. You were having a tough time coming up with mine. Yes, I was. Uh, oh, jeez. I think I, I think I might can I talk now I think I might I'm sorry it must be in the form of a question <laughs> thank you for playing I think I might go for, for the same worst thing I think the movie does drag in a few places I might change it as we go mm-hmm. uh, something might come to mind but for now I feel like, especially the helicarrier stuff, I think that goes on way too long. The only bit that I feel like doesn't go on too long is the battle in New York. Yeah. For me, that Well, the battle in New York, I think, is it's, the pacing is yeah spot on. Like, they, they pull it in right as you could get to the point where you're right. like, oh, this is getting old. But, um, like, I think the the opening with all the, the shield, the Loki cube stuff is just kind of misplaced, maybe? Yeah. There's a lot... It goes, there's on, a lot of, it goes on too long. There's a lot relating to Loki and the fact, like, the way he, he, like, the movie starts with him talking to Thanos' creepy right-hand man. Yeah. And, like, I don't know, there, there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff with that that I feel like kind of sinks the movie down a little bit, and it's, it's sort of, I mean, obviously you need that in order to set up where this alien invasion is coming from. Right. I don't know, I just feel like we don't get a whole lot of that. I think there could be a more dynamic, more kind of efficient, interesting way of, of getting all that ready to go well, in just like a scene or anything because it is just the plot well, I mean it's well, not well why do we need that opening why yeah. can't why can't it because ju- we get the scene where he talks to Thanos's, you know his butler sure however we want to describe him we show space we show Alfred yes like that's that's where you get your exposition on what the threat is like yeah. it should just be like Loki shows up yeah and it's like oh I saw Thor I know Loki yeah. <laughs> you know? it doesn't feel like we need a lot of stuff yeah, yeah I agree and the, the other big point where where I noticed this was just the, the Iron Man Thor fight. I think that is I know that that's a crowd pleasing moment mm-hmm. and for me it feels like that's something the Marvel execs demanded and Joss Whedon I don't know. Like, I okay, think that could very much be a Joss Whedon being like, I am a big comic book fan. I'm going to put this big comic book fan thing in here because that's what comic books do, is they have big heroes be like and then they get they they clash heads and then they get together and they're like never mind we're friends now i don't know i see that like in batman versus superman i see that being very easily a studio requirement before it's, i it's i i think that's very i just just having read the same comics and i'm sure joss whedon has, wet, has read i i ha, there's almost no doubt in my mind that that's where that came from is he wanted you that nerd. that moment i mean it's it's it really is like that's that's the formula reading, for the big team up reading comics I'm pretty sure in the uh, in the first Avengers number one, which is it really is funny to compare like the scale and the scope of that to where we've come in putting it in a big budget movie. Um, but I think I, I'm pretty sure that is also very similar. Where it's like Loki convinces them all to to fight each other over like the Hulk or something like that first, and then they like regroup and realize it's Loki. I don't. Know. Yeah. But the fight. Back to the fight. I think it's very self-indulgent. I think it should go on for maybe a minute. And I don't like how it ends at all. Because Thor just attacks Captain America without 
any knowledge of how powerful the shield is. Maybe he does and, have knowledge. And Thor's you su- know that. And Thor's supposed to be smarter than that at this point. It, it, to me, I know it didn't bother you nearly as much, but it's. The, I mean, it's not. I, but I to me, it felt very contradictory to his arc in in the first Thor movie, and that that bothered me quite a bit. I mean, I, I kind of feel like his arc in the first Thor movie is like, hey, Natalie Portman is, is kind of hot, right? <laughs> There's more to it than that. Come on. No, I, I agree. It's it's not. It's it's problematic. It's weird that he just yeah attacks. Yeah, like yeah. Especially because like Iron Man like goes full on and attacks him. Captain America just shows up and he's like, "Hey, yeah. let's stop fighting." And yeah. Thor's just like, "I'm gonna hit you with my hammer now." <laughs> it's one of the few moments in this movie where I'm like, "Okay, this is stupid." I argue. I would argue Thor overall is the most kind of like underutilized. There's a difference between goofy and stupid. Let me yeah. just say. There's I would argue that Thor is the most underutilized character. Um, well, Hawkeye's the most underutilized character. No, Hawkeye gets a ton to do in this movie. Like, just just by the, by virtue he, of the fact he's that he's a mind controlled bad guy. Well, that's, for what, that's what I'm it. saying that's... is by virtue of that. Like, there's there's a lot going on as far as like, oh, we have to like they give him a little mini like, not even an arc necessarily, but they give him something to work with where like he gets a lot of screen time and he's actually like. Oh, now like now he he's he's talking with Black Widow about kind of the situation he's in. And I don't know. I, I think there's a lot going on there. And I think that the fact that Thor... Given the fact that Thor is Loki's brother, I, I think it's kind of surprising how little he gets... Like, I'm even thinking right at the end when uh, Iron Man's falling from the sky um, and Thor starts to swing his hammer to be like, oh, I'm gonna go get him. Yeah. But then Hulk ends up getting him. Anyway, like, I feel like there's a lot like that where he just doesn't do a ton I mean, there's the scene at the end where where he's he he jumps on the tower and he like blows up some some aliens, but that doesn't really do a whole lot. Um, Hulk's the one who who ends up ultimately like beating up Loki. I don't know. I I feel like I feel like of the Avengers, Thor does not get a ton of focus. Like he's kind of just there. Um, I mean, obviously he's there throughout all the major scenes and everything, and that's all well and good but like even even in the scene where they're all kind of regrouping after the big helicarrier fight thor walks up to his hammer and he kind of just like looks at it and then like decides not to grab it for some reason yeah it's a and then he odd just scene. and then he just disappears for another like 20 minutes 20 minutes and the same thing happens at the beginning where he doesn't show up until like 20 30 minutes into the movie after everyone's kind of regrouped and it and they they loki showed up they, they on, on like the flimsiest reasoning as to what how he gets back to earth yeah yeah, like all I feel like all of that it it really does almost feel like Thor is the one that they didn't th- I mean, and maybe that's just because he's very iconic, like the, his look in general is very like and and the way he he works with with Mjolnir and everything, it just works together so well that you they felt like they didn't need to do much more than just have him be there and do things. Or stay stay Thor? with me here. Oh, Thor. Thor. Stay with me here. Thor is a character where once you give him his arc, there's not a whole lot character-wise where you can take him. I mean, th- I I don't. It's more difficult to take him anywhere character-wise than because because like oh he's he's a benevolent warrior now. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And then he's he's just kind of that now. Yeah. 
No, I agree. Like, he had his arc. It's, it, it, like, with Captain America, it's different because you have the whole angle of him waking up and now he has to adjust to the new world. Tony Stark's a constantly evolving character. Yeah. Like, I feel like there's... Tony Stark's constantly kind of there's under this... attack from everything. Yeah. He's very, you know, high... Yeah. His shields are up and he's trying to constantly try to prepare for the next thing and, and constantly adjusting to everything that's happening to him. And constantly trying to put out the fires he starts. Yes. But... I mean, obviously, Black Widow and Hawkeye, like I said... I mean, I know they don't get a ton... I mean, I, I don't know. I feel like Hawkeye is in a lot of this movie. Um, Black Widow as well is, is in a good bit of it, and obviously she gets... I, I feel like Hawkeye doesn't get much to do beyond some action scenes for me. But that's the thing, is that he's in them a lot, and then, I mean, he has several discussions with Black Widow about, like... I mean, there's the scene right after he, he kind of turns where he's, he says, you know how many agents did I kill and, and she stops him and she's yeah. like that's not you yeah, it's, you know, a nice it's, it's a nice moment and I feel like there's more moments like that throughout the battle at the end and like they have a discussion about how they're kind of in a world of their own they're kind of you know not in a world of their own everything else is sort of invading their world and they're you know just sort of not sure where to go because they're so yeah. normal in comparison I don't know I feel I mean and obviously he is in a lot, a lot of action scenes too like his arrows are very important and so on and so forth. I don't know. I th I think he gets a lot to do, just because he's there from the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Um. Because obviously they need to set him up pretty quickly, because he didn't really get much to do in Thor. Um. Maybe the maybe a lot of my my reasoning for this is because I've heard both Jeremy Renner and Joss Whedon talk about how they were dissatisfied with how Hawkeye was handled in the movie. Hmm. And that's why they take him where they take him in Age of Ultron. Yeah. And he becomes yeah. much more of a key player. Sure. No, I agree. But I, I think if you just line up screen time-wise, I, I think Hawkeye would be pretty comparable to Thor, if not more so, because Thor is not usually kind of floating around in this in all the other scenes, um, at least early on. Yeah. Like, I mean... Well, to get back to that, um, to, to Thor, um, that's one of my biggest problems with Thor The Dark World. Yeah, there's, there's. They don't know where to go with him because he doesn't change. I haven't seen that movie in a while. Because like, there's nothing for him to do other than fight people. I mean, it's it's the Superman problem. It's like, oh, now he's, you know, super powerful. Yeah. He's, you know, he's he's the character we want him to be. What do we do with him? I mean, I think I think Ragnarok is a genius, sort of faint on him, if you will, like turning him into a very comedic kind of. Uh, I don't even know what you'd call that, but the, taking him in that angle, I think, is, is, is a great way to do it, because then you can you can keep the character without having to do too much, although he does yeah. have, you know, definitely some development in that movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just, I, I think definitely they didn't really know what to do with him. I don't know that Joss Whedon necessarily is all that into the character. Yeah. I have no idea. Like, that's not me saying, oh, he he hates Thor. Well, Hot take. I, I, but... I'm just... <laughs> Joss Whedon hurt, hurt, uh, he hates Thor. You heard it first. <laughs> um... I'm just trying to imagine writing the script for this. Like, yeah. As, like, these Marvel movies, especially, like, the big team-up movies, they do such a good job of balancing all the characters. And, of course, like, there's going to be a few imbalances, like like what you're talking about, yeah. but I feel like for the I mean, I'm part, not even saying necessarily it's a problem that he's not yeah. more used, because I don't know what you'd do with him. And, of course, because Loki... he had his character. And, of course, Loki is the villain so you know you yeah. you still are getting sort of that angle into the world yeah. into his world but uh, I don't know I don't know it's interesting yes <laughs> <laughs>
I agree. Do we want to talk about Loki for a bit? Yeah. Because this is where Loki becomes like the Loki, the pop culture phenomenon that is Loki. As opposed to the first Thor movie where he's just, he's not nearly as interesting. Yeah. Um, Although I I do have problems with where we take him and we kind of try and redeem him and turn him into a semi-good guy. Yeah. He's a mass murderer in this movie. I... We can't let that slide. Sorry. <laughs> um, but he's, he's very charismatic as opposed to the first Thor movie where, like I said, I guess it's just the writing. For the, yeah. The, the first I, Thor I would movie. agree. Yeah. I would think that's... But now he just gets so many funny moments. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm... I don't know how I feel about Thanos' plan overall. I, my argument is still that it's like, oh, Thanos, he's trying to stay in the shadows because well, he figures if he if he makes too many moves, the 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 cosmic powers in the universe they're gonna come down and gonna be like, no. And I don't know. That's that's the best I got, and that's why he sends Loki. As well, of course, to... Infinity War hasn't come out yet either, so we don't really know. But just like he wants him to go get the cube, which is one of the Infinity Stones. Correct. So he gives him an infinity stone to go get it. Yeah. It's kind of weird. Yeah. I don't know. He also leaves the infinity stone for later for Ultron becomes a thing because of the infinity stone. Because Tony hacks it. Well, the staff just disappears, doesn't it? No, no. Black Widow has it. And then I guess... Yeah, Shield has the staff, and then St- Tony uses and, it to make Ultron. Well, I'm just trying. I'm trying to connect the dots. So it yeah. ends up in Shield's hands, and then Hydra and Baron Strucker has it in Age of Ultron, mm-hmm. and then they grab it there mm-hmm. at the beginning of Age of Ultron. Mm-hmm. Right. It's too many MacGuffins to keep track of, <laughs> uh, but it ultimately doesn't matter because this universe, the... this universe, like there's a bunch of MacGuffins, but it, they ultimately don't matter because it's about the characters. Yeah. And then at the end of Age of Ultron, remember, Thanos is like, I'll do it myself. So it's like, okay, I guess Ultron was also a thing. Like, wheels within wheels. I don't know. Yeah, well, this is fine. I almost think we show Thanos too too much. I kind of up to Infinity War. Like, I don't think he should be in Guardians at all. Uh-huh. I think we should just get the tease of him here and maybe one more tease later. Well, again, after the other Avengers movie yeah. is a good time. Yeah, but I, I don't... Uh, I don't know. Yeah. That's that's a bit outside the scope of this sure. movie. Um, how, do you, how do you feel about the, the... Loki gets arrested and imprisoned, but it's all a master plan? I'm fine with it because it's not really that much of a master plan. It's yeah. he he gets there. He he already plans on kind of like taking on that helicarrier. Yeah. Um, what also kind of bothers me because, like, people point to that as a thing that happens in action movies now. Mm-hmm. So it happened in Dark Knight, obviously. It happened in this and Skyfall. What other movies did that happen in? It's, it's probably more. There's probably more. Probably like Mission Impossible Two. I bet it happened in. <laughs> I can tell you for a fact it didn't. Okay. You watched that movie. I did. You should know better. Not, yeah. <laughs> no, um... I don't know. Yeah. It's interesting. I'm 
sure it's happened in other things where it's well, like uh, the plot. I'm sure it's happened in movies that are like super forgettable and it, it just sort of turned into a trope in that regard. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, there's not a whole lot of high profile movies, and and in here it's really it's just like he gets captured. Um. They what do they do with the iridium? Is that all part of the build the big thing? Yeah, build the big thing on on top of Stark Tower. Yeah. Um, so they can connect it and shoot a portal sure. giant blue laser that way the Chitari come down sure um, the plot is is very very simple yes like the Loki getting captured and stuff there's two two reasons one he wants to turn them all against each other mm-hmm. so he gives them he, you know he says exactly what he needs to say start getting them to turn on yeah. each other talking about the Hulk gives them the staff, the staff gives them the kind staff of... which starts to manipulate yeah. them and gets them yeah. in the same room and they're arguing and then Hawkeye and, and all the mercenaries and stuff show up and they try and crash crash mm-hmm. the ship. Like, it's all very simple. I don't know. Story-wise, I would say that there's not, like, a whole lot to question in terms of, like, plot holes and yeah. stuff. Just because it's so simple. Mm-hmm. But, but I, I, that's the challenge when you're writing such an ensemble piece like this is, like, having to balance this many characters. But it's like... If I've got this many, you know, spinning plates, I don't. I don't need like a super complex plot yeah. in the middle of that too. Yeah, exactly. And and this movie gives a lot of time for the characters to interact, which is very good. That's how you want it to be. They're interacting without necessarily doing anything. They're just no, 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 no. no. You're get, you're getting it all wrong. Mm-hmm. Need two hours of them hating each other, but not actually interacting. Maybe once or twice for like thirty seconds mm-hmm. each. Then they, then they do a violent. I do love bringing people together. <sighs> violent violent fight yes they almost kill each other I'm not gonna do a market <laughs> and now they're best buds and they all go fight the monster and we had no build up of relationships and that's the thing about that's how movie. you build a no, cinematic universe legitimately though that's the thing about this movie this movie in the the big scene everybody knows you know the big circle I think it was in all the trailers they might have done some editing to have certain characters either whatever the big circle where they got the six guys and they're all six characters not guys sorry Black Widow Scarlet they, Johansson they're spinning oh, around they're Come spinning on, around the, the, the circle and it's like bam 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 and you know everyone the music's swelling you should have kept going Hulk is screaming and it's it's great it's wonderful I was talking about this four of those characters were you really? yes do tell four of those characters Got their own movie before this. Thor one. of those characters. Thor of those characters. <laughs> Thor was one of the four characters. Um, but there's more. <laughs> one of the characters did get two of them, two movies to themselves. One of the characters was introduced in that second movie when the uh, when that particular character could kind of take a back seat, and they got a focus in that movie. Uh, one of them was also introduced in the other like the sixth character I'm talking about Hawkeye here was introduced in the other one and then you know kind of got at least a lot of screen time here he was he's kind of a big part of the S.H.I.E.L.D. storyline in general that is sort of the plot focused side of this movie at least so um all of those characters are fully fleshed out we, we know who they are by the time we get to that big sweeping action shot well, that people are going to tell you that this movie is is you know the it's this big blockbuster oh it's it's uh, 
this this dumb big action popcorn movie it's, you know whatever that third act is full of perfect character moments yeah there's just so much going on where the characters are doing things that make us care about them they're interacting in ways that are interesting and well, the that make us feel sharp. triumphant yes it's smart the 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 overall kind of com- i don't know what you, you would call that composite i guess of that third act that that entire action sequence in new york all of that is very smartly plotted and it has moments of rises and falls it has the the amazing uh, kind of long shot where we we follow all of these characters as they're kind of and seeing how the different ways in which they work and, and interact and everything it's there's so much goodness in that third act and i feel like people just look at it and say oh well, look at all the explosions whatever but there's so much where like the characters are trying to save people and they're you know we're, we're seeing the interaction on the ground level of people freaking out that moment when you realize like cap goes and he, he goes to try and save some people and he's, he's talking mm. to the police like we mentioned earlier meanwhile black widow and hawkeye are trying to get help people get out of a bus yes when when the two master assassins you know yes. the people that that are paid to murder mm-hmm are putting more effort into saving human beings than Superman and Man of Steel. <laughs> if I had a mic in hand, I'd drop it and walk away. D- just, I would just like to point out that, like... Man of Steel's Thor, a better movie than this. Th- Thor? Right? No, let's, right. Let's, let's look at this. Let's look at this. So Thor... See, see, Man of Steel's art. Thor <laughs> has interacted with humans, like, once. Like, he was on Earth for a little bit. I mean, he's done it more, but usually he's just, like, beating them up. And and like then he he beat Putting up a, the hammer he, down. He beat up a big robot somewhere in wherever New Mexico or whatever, and and then like the, this is the first time he's like in a major situation where he's trying to help people. The Hulk has never been in a situation where he's trying to like protect humans like this in in this scenario in this widespread scenario. I mean, he was in Harlem, but yeah. Well, I guess I guess we can throw the Hulk example out because that's this Harlem would be a similar. You talk about Mark Ruffalo. Yeah, yeah, we will. Um, Black Widow and Hawkeye they, they specifically mentioned they're not used to war they're, they're not soldiers they're, they're spies they're used to being in the shadows they're not used to going and helping people and being on the front lines and like attacking and fighting and whatever yeah. Captain America has been in ice for 70 years and like has also only ever been in like prisoner of war situations as far as rescuing people goes he's never been in this big you know, kind of main area where a lot of people are, are having to be protected and saved here. Um, who am I miss? I feel like I'm missing somebody. Iron Man. Iron Man, of course. Who fights he's, for himself. Yeah, he. <laughs> I mean, he's never... Well, okay, so Iron Man's got some experience, so we can say that. You know, he's, he's, he's there. I mean, he does actively save people, but it, ultimately it is more about himself than... Yes. Than and, and there's... He, he's more selfish than selfless. Yes. Remember, remind me again about how in Man of Steel, um, Superman, it was his first time, so it's fine that, like, all those people died and, like, he, that he wasn't saving people and that, like, he didn't know what to do. Remind me again how, like, his first instinct was not to save people, but was to beat the guy up and throw him through buildings. It really is depressing, like, remembering how I used to throw out those arguments for that to try (laughs) and defend that movie because I liked it. (laughs) <laughs> how embarrassing and it's not, you can like the movie of course it's just I, I, st- I do still enjoy Man of Steel but it's just watching this movie deeply the, flawed the reason I'm comparing these is because this movie the natural thing for you know 
who the producer Kevin Feige I assume probably had a big hand in this because you know this is huge it was massive for them to get this right Kevin Feige I mean, this and, is the point yes this exactly. is the point him and Joss Whedon and whoever else was involved I don't know what other writers and I'm sure there's a lot of comic book figures and that were involved I, I wasn't paying too much attention I'm sure all the actors you know the, the point and the, the, the obvious thing for them to do the moment the aliens started invading it to write into the script was that they went around and they started trying to save people because they were like oh look at that giant thing in the sky spitting out aliens that are blowing stuff up let's save some people from getting blown up because there's a lot of explosions and people getting blown up we should stop that first and foremost figure out a plan to get them off the streets and help them no 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 what you do you wait for those giant aliens to be directly on top of people then you just blow them up <laughs> See, we'll you use the people as targets to set the aliens up. Yeah. To just blow it all up. Because you're saving because you're saving the planet. Sounds good to me. Can't make an omelet without breaking <laughs> how many eggs? <laughs> Wait, sorry. Run that number by me again? <laughs> still, still calculating? <laughs> like, I just... And even, the, the, like, thinking about the complaints about, you know, we kind of had about Iron Man 2, where it's like, yeah, there would be a lot of people dying there in that, that Stark Expo scene where, you know, he's, everyone's kind of, like, in between then and, and now, Iron Man's, like, gotten a lot more focused on trying to save people. Like, Tony Stark, he's, he's a lot more focused on that. Well, also, okay, okay. It does help that the, these movies are lighter than in tone than the DC movies. So we're yeah. willing to let some minor logical issues like that pass yep. as opposed to Man of Steel which is being so dark and serious and then it's so self-indulgent and just showing collateral well, damage and people just dying and that's the thing too is I care emotionally a lot more about they spend so much more time establishing that the people on the ground during this experience are terrified yeah. and they're running around and they're like just trying to figure out how to escape and and it it doesn't show anybody directly die but there it is very obvious that people are dying in this situation i care so much more about the situation i'm so much more like invested in their fear and like sympathizing with their fear and so much more like terrified of this event than in man of steel when there's just everything's blowing up because in man of steel that's what it is everything's blowing up and there's no regard whatsoever for like what this means as far as but, like, but but Lawrence Fishburne and the girl and and the the one guy they're they're on the ground and they're isn't it they're, funny they're just running around how they don't interact with Superman at all see during that whole fight but but then when when uh Superman and Lois they land in ground zero and they start making out the girl just goes he saved us Jesus <laughs> Doesn't that just inspire you? Yes. <laughs> Again, we're not we're not bashing on these movies because we like have something. I love. I think I would love to get a movie where Superman is written the way the Avengers are. I would care more about that than I would about this. I think. Can Can we just get Joss Whedon to do a redo and just have him write and direct? I mean, that's where my that's where I was going with that. But apparently, he's just you know we're we're kind of. Yeah. yeah. Who knows not, if that Batgirl movie will get, happen? Get the Russo brothers. I don't care. They might they might not be. James Gunn would probably do a better job. I don't know. Get Patty Jenkins. That's fine. Joe Johnston. 
they don't make perfect movies, but they make good characters. Like, <laughs> no, let's get Louis Leterrier. <laughs> it can't God. possibly be worse. You're not wrong. Who <laughs> does have Edward Norton directed? <sighs> I I'd watch that. Taika Waititi. That'd be great. Yeah. It's just like. I want, I want literally the... anybody else. <laughs> yes. Well, and it's it's anybody else, and it's any other studio. Like Marvel, the reason we we praise Marvel Studios a lot is because they've created an environment where even if all, not all the movies are these super epic, memorable, iconic like classics, they're getting the job done. They're developing the characters, and they're setting their, themselves up for moments like this movie, which is going to be a classic. It's going to be remembered far longer than, like, anything outside of Wonder Woman that the DCU has made. It's going to be remembered probably longer than, than The Dark Knight Rises. Like, this is going to be up there with The Dark Knight in terms of, like... And maybe that original Spider-Man 2 movies uh, is going to, like, be remembered in the cultural consciousness. Well, ju well just setting aside the movie's quality, just how important yes it is just as a as a pop culture landmark yes like at, we'd never have had anything like this yeah like this just this culmination of so many separate elements and yes. it's this fully cohe it's a movie yes I can't say that about Suicide Squad <laughs> <laughs> no see Guardians of the Galaxy is when we're gonna bash Suicide Squad. That's when the comparison. Oh happen. right, right, right. <laughs> I'm speaking out of turn. Yes. No, but it, it really is. This movie spends so much time making us care about the characters and care about the fact that they are trying. Oh god, they're trying to do something good, and we care about them. We think they're realistic characters in this kind of zany, weird world. Like we still you know, relate with them and we still get them well, and it's, their motivations. Well, it's, it's weird. Like, I know we have like a helicarrier and it goes invisible and we have gods and we have Captain America in like a full, full, <laughs> like, I don't know. Almost too full. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's a, it's a Captain America suit. Yes. It's not, it's not trying to downplay it and be like, oh, we need, we need a, a dark and gritty Captain America suit. <laughs> Which, I mean, we do kind of get in Winter Soldier. It's bright, and it's colorful, but, and it's goofy. But there it makes sense. Like, it, it there's a story purpose yes. to why he has a dark and gritty, like, stealth yes. suit. Yes, There's a reason. Yes. Same thing in Winter... Oh, were you saying Winter Soldier? Yeah. Saying for, oh, well, I was thinking in First Avenger as well, when he's got, kind of got the soldier suit on more. Although that's still colorful as well. So what do I know? Um, <laughs> but it, it feeds into the, the whole thing of, like, how... God, more Snyder bashing. But... But just like his fear of having them in costumes talking to each other because he mm. thinks it looks silly. Mm -hmm. Captain America just—he's in the. He's he in the looks silly. He I, does look silly. You're right. Okay, Thor and Loki are in broad daylight on top of Stark Tower. And it actually doesn't look very trading silly. Shakespearean esque dialogue, mm -hmm. and I'm not laughing. Yeah, I'm taking it pretty serious. Yeah. Well, not too seriously, sure. of course, but I'm taking it seriously. Get it right! <laughs> Which is the thing is that this movie, I mean, people, this movie, I think, also spawned a lot of the, you know, kind of the the, the, the Marvel humor bashing and the, it's too, they just want fun. Civil War, like, I mean, obviously we're not there yet, but Civil War and Winter Soldier and that sort of thing, that, 
the point the reason this movie is so fun is because that's what this movie should be it's the unison of all of these characters and they're coming together and they're it's a it's a they're making a superhero team out of all these movies that they've made can't have fun that should be no epic and can't just fun. fun and entertaining and just can't have fun good even though it originated from source material that was made primarily for kids can't be fun and in the 60s can't be fun fun's a big no-no that's great. we need we need everybody just violently punching each other in the face and, and yes. just yelling at the top of their lungs and guess what we kind of get there we do kind of get there with this universe but that's not where we started, because that's not where this universe is supposed to start. Yeah. <laughs> God. You know what I liked? Mm-hmm. The the bit at the end, once they've won, and it shows all the news footage of everybody reacting yeah. to them and seeing what symbols that, that the Avengers have become to the, the world... Mm-hmm. And the fact that they're they're and, handled well, realistically and people and, are like yeah, and what? It's, well, it's it's not just everybody just loves them. Like you've got a couple of people like I'm kind of scared that this yes. just happened. Like I don't know how to feel about. This. Yes. And then you got the senator guys like they need to there need to be consequences yes. to this. But then you also got the the woman at the Which end who's nice like set up for future movies. Yep. You've also got the woman at the end who's like, hey, I think they're heroes. Yeah. And, and, Who apparently. Um, she's in a little bit of the movie, and Captain America saves her. There's a yeah. bit, there's there's a scene that was cut out where um, he's sitting at that cafe. I think there's something about him looking up a Stark Tower and making a remark mm. about how ugly it is. Um, and then like he trades some banter with her, and then she walks away. And then Stan Lee is sitting behind him and goes, "You idiot! You should ask her for her number." <laughs> that was originally where his camera oh, that's was good. supposed to be. That's nice. Yeah. It is pretty good because then he get he gets the the superheroes in New York. Yeah, I don't believe it. Yeah, yeah. No, that's, that's nice. Good. No. You want to talk about Mark Ruffalo? Yeah, changing it up a bit. Um, he is closer to Edward Norton than I thought in terms of performance. Yes, than I I thought he was. The Hulk looks better. <laughs> the Hulk looks a lot better. Oh my goodness, it's so much better. I didn't remember quite how how good it looked. Yes. But it holds up beautifully. Um, there's there's moments in this movie that don't, but the, the Hulk yeah. is magnificent. I would say the the special effects hold up better than they do most of the movies before. Yeah, I mean definitely. Yeah, it's not even close for some of them. Looking at you, Incredible Hulk. <laughs> I'm looking at you, Captain America: First Avenger. <laughs> yeah, just saying. Um, yeah. But yeah, I I I, I, I still hold my reservations because I mm. still would have I, I just want that universe where Edward Norton is in this yeah. instead yeah. especially because I feel like the dialogue is kind of written for Edward Norton I agree. and I could see him delivering it I agree which I think how, is why I think why it feels like the performance has not completely yeah. taken a, a hard right into, into some new yeah. character like it still feels fairly similar and there are quite a few references to maybe not quite a few but there are several references to the Incredible Hulk like well, they I talk mean, about Harlem they, they reference the alternate opening that was yes. cut out where he attempts to commit suicide. Yeah, they, they, they reference these things, which is, you know, it's nice that it really doesn't feel so far like they've thrown that movie out in any yeah. way, shape, or form, um, which is interesting. Yeah. I still want, I still rent Tim Roth back. I want that, I want that to... I'd like Liv Tyler to show ...be up. a thing eventually. That too, yeah, that's fine. I don't know. Hulk might have gone through too weird of a place to come back to her, but it could be... I don't know. They could do it. 
don't believe anything at this point. Well, I, I think it would be nice if, if at some point Mark Ruffalo wants to be done, and I don't know what the plan is with these Avengers movies, if, if like they have a, a nice scene where he goes and he sees her, and that, yeah. like, that's kind of how we end his story. Yeah. Kind of. And, and Nick Fury and, is sitting across from him in the cafe, and he gives him a nod. <laughs> And you're not sure if he's there or not. And but then, Tyler's wearing the pearls. But then they ruin head. the movie by showing that he is actually there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> terrible. Terrible. <laughs> terrible. Yeah. No, this is... And then Bucky goes to <laughs> collect the will of Captain America. And they go, oh, you should use your middle name. Captain America. <laughs> And then Bucky finds the Captain America game. You should use her middle name. She-Hulk? <laughs> Maybe you shouldn't use your middle name. Modoc? <laughs> Finn Fang Foom? Poe Dameron? <laughs> Just completely... Carrie Fisher? God. Okay. Anyway. Mark back, Ruffalo. Back on track. He's good. Yeah, I, I do I do like him quite a bit. Like I said, it's a, I don't know if it's just curiosity that's mm. that's getting to me where I'm just like, I want to see Edward Norton mm. do this. Mm. But I don't know. For me it's just kinda like can I just not think of the Incredible Hulk yeah. as being in this universe that yeah. just just clean cut. That's yeah. Speaking of recastings, I found it weird that they don't reference Rhodey at all yeah. in this movie. And they go to to lengths, certain lengths, to to reference other characters like, of course, Gwyneth Paltrow's in here, which was a very nice touch. I did not expect mm. that going into the movie. She has a great scene that feels exactly like it's out of the first two Iron yeah. Man movies. Yeah. Um, with with Iron Man at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. And he tries to call her again, and we see her for a moment, uh, right in the the, the climax there. Yeah. And then um. But but they they reference Jane Foster. Yeah. They, they do a brief little thing, which is nice. But I wish they had mentioned... obviously Eric Selvig is. Yeah, a, a character in the movie like he's important. He, he's ish, there. Ish. Um, we're still seeing where his character arc goes. Correct. <laughs> you gotta we're follow. There. We gotta follow we're the story there. threads. We're getting there. Yeah. Um, but I, I wish at some point they addressed where Rhodey is. And of course, you can make all sorts of you know. Yeah. It's easy enough ideas. to be like, well, he's a military guy, and yeah, you know, obviously, like the the shady military council is. Not military council. The shady council is the world security yeah, council. Yeah, is, or is commanding Nick Fury. So maybe it's like, oh, they don't want him to be a part of. I don't know. You can make up arguments, and they kind of address that in Iron Man Three, right? Maybe. I don't know. We'll find out. But um, it is a little strange. And, <coughs> and then everybody will subsequently hate us for liking Iron Man Three. Uh, that's that's great. We're going to get so much hate for enjoying the movies that we're about to enjoy in this next phase. There are yeah. going to be some movies that I'm like, eh. But, but I, I genuinely I enjoy Iron Man 3 a lot. And I, I, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about Age of Ultron. That's, we're, we're, we'll, we'll get there. It's fine. It's fine. Yep. <laughs> it's like Pinocchio when he goes, I'm a real boy. I look at Age of Ultron and go, it's a real movie. And then I look at Justice League and I'm like, you're there. I thought you were going to say it's it's like we're Pinocchio and we're like, we're not collecting Disney checks and then just like, what? And then like, we like Cage of Ultron. <laughs> if you couldn't tell from that sound effect, Tyler was acting like his nose was getting longer. You know, like the Correct. Pinocchio story. Correct. Talking about Pinocchio. So Pinocchio, uh, he says, 
Do, Ultron do, does the thing where he says, uh, "That's ain't true." No strings That's on true. Me. We weren't even going for that. It's, it's all connected subconsciously. Hashtag yeah. it's all connected. I mean, we're talking about the MCU. It is. That's fine. Yeah. A joke. Funny joke. Except for Agents of Shield. <laughs> and the Netflix shows, maybe. And the Netflix shows. And Inhumans. <laughs> and wow. pro- and Hulu's Runaways? <laughs> Question mark. Is that on Hulu? Is that Hulu? Is that free? And Venom. <laughs> Some of it's connected. Yeah, I, I don't care anymore. <laughs> whatever they want to say is connected, fine. Whatever they don't, whatever. I, I don't yeah. care anymore. What else do we want to talk about? This movie is, is is a comic book movie, and it's not afraid to be a comic book movie. Yes. Like, this is such an evolution. I'm talking broader, not even just MCU, but just thinking like where we came from, where it's mm-hmm. like. You have the X Men movies where it's like, oh, they they don't they shouldn't be wearing their goofy costumes. They they need the leather suits. Yes. But then you get stuff like Spider Man. It's kind of off you the know, page, yeah. It's, but it's that's more. It's more. You know, oh, hey, this is a little more classic. This but you got Daredevil. Oh, we need. But to even Spider Man, you still got kind of like the suits. Not. I mean, it's pretty bright. It, it looks pretty good. But even then, we're not quite there. Yeah. Um. I'm sorry. But the, yeah. What are you saying? Daredevil. We got to give him a leather suit. Oh yeah. Yeah. Electra. We gotta make a movie about Elektra, cause like, why? And Catwoman. Cause is a, everybody we, loves Daredevil, right? We've gotta make movies about all these. Other like, than Alex, everyone loves yes. Daredevil, right? We gotta make all these 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 mo- or movies about all these like gritty. I mean, obviously like Blade. You know that that's the the thing that kind of started quote unquote this. Not yeah. to an extent like that was what kind of made it be like. Oh, I wonder if this could be profitable. Let's let's yeah. do some more. Um, what and the was, Batman movies like. Batman still doesn't have a costume that looks like how I'd want it. Yeah. We have not come close to a Batman costume I mean, that looks it, like the Batman I mean, costume. To be fair, at least the Snyder movies, they're giving him some gray Yeah, in the costume. Yeah. So there's that, but can, can, can we get back the yellow oval? And can we do it on a suit that's not like made of rubber and... And make him look be, fat? Being worn by a guy who is not... No, I'm talking about the, the Batman... 89 suit made of rubber I mean and, it makes his head look fat yeah <laughs> and and not worn by someone who does not really have the build for you know making it, it, Tyler it's all about duality well it's like you mentioned with Captain it's America it's all about duality it's, it's like you family. mentioned we were watching this movie about Captain America um, where he's not wearing any sort he's not beefed up at all yeah. He's just he's he's just and a very muscular no, man. And there's no ridiculous muscle padding yes. like paint on the suit. He just looks very fit and you can believe that he is a super soldier. Yeah. You're like, okay, so his his muscles are stronger than what he looks? Okay, sounds good. Like he, he already looks pretty strong, so this is good enough for me. That's all you need. Can I just get Chris Evans to play Batman? <laughs> There are far worse ideas than Chris Evans playing Batman. Yeah. I mean, from from going from you know Johnny Storm to that, I I mean to Captain America, I could. Why yeah. not? Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's, let's call it. Confirmed. <laughs> you heard it here first. But yeah, no, it's it's punching uh, Joaquin Phoenix in a movie nobody will ever oh, see. It's sometimes. Oh, oh, oh. See, I want the... Ne- also starring Channing Tatum's Gambit. 
See, I want it to be even before you get this up, they already canceled the Joaquin Phoenix <laughs> Joker movie, or even like his cast. No, they won't cancel it. It'll just never show up again. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be like the like the Batgirl. It's, it's still development. Yeah, it's coming. Oh, together. We're, we're we're working on it. Yeah, we're still in pre-production. <laughs> we're still looking for a movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, does this have a director? I don't know anymore. Let's check the paperwork. Oh yeah, technically it does. Michael wait. Bay. Oh wait, he said in the newspaper like six months ago that he was out. Um, <laughs> Did we not update? <laughs> All right, Michael Bay. <laughs> oh, he's he's already he's already said he doesn't want any more. These people are geniuses. <laughs> I love it. What's yeah. Josh Trank up to these days? <laughs> Some people need second chances, okay? That's all I'm saying. Some people don't. <laughs> Are you saying Josh Trank is one of those people? <laughs> I'm not saying anything. Alright. <laughs> anything else we want to talk about? We should probably talk about the score. It's good. It's not... The theme is good. The theme is very good. The score is... Nothing else is... Just there. Blah. It, it carries the movie along. It's fine. Um... It's mostly just because, like like we said before, they keep using it. It, it keeps coming back like that Infinity War trailer. Yes. It's just plastered all over it. <laughs> and it's great. It really is. It gives you goosebumps. Mm-hmm. We haven't really talked about the action scenes at all, have we? Not really. I did a little bit, but feel, feel free to. Black Widow continues to get the best yes. action scenes. Black Widow so far has had the best action scenes in the MCU bar none like every time she starts fighting you're like holy crap which is, this is interesting gonna, you, you know you're in for something which like, is interesting because like it's not there are no special effects it's just mm-hmm. kind of obviously she's a stunt, stunt yeah. person but it's very well done. I mean it's usually it, sometimes a little too close a little too shaky yeah um, in this movie as well but like I'm just thinking back of that Iron Man 2 fight scene obviously like that's the, the first one and then here she gets like the chair fight scene she gets the Hawkeye fight scene there's some, some, some fun stuff in the, uh, the final battle there yeah um yeah, it's it's just, she's just you know. I don't know. It's good. More Scarlett Johansson is always a good thing. That's sure, all, that's all I'm saying. Sure, but like legitimately <laughs> though, the fight scenes are, are really good. Like it's not that's not us being creepy. Like the fight scenes are very good. I don't like that's it. Alex being creepy. I, I that's not me oh, being creepy. I, no, I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, yeah, it's weird. Um, and it is great because everyone's kind of. It, it's like I was talking about with that one long scene. Uh, wherever we just get everyone doing their thing and how much they've distinguished the look and the way the feel and the way everyone does these uh, fight scenes it's it's really good it's just it's just so much fun to watch I agree one last thing um, I, I want to talk about and uh, we may briefly touch on this because we talked about how important it was to have the, the groundwork yes. before how important it was to have the previous movies set yes. up all these characters that way, when they come together, you know, it's it's a huge moment. Mm. This movie works surprisingly well as a standalone. Yeah. I'm sure if you're somebody who has no idea what they're getting themselves into, you have tons of questions, but I feel like for the most part, like, the story makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I, I get who these characters are. Mm-hmm. I, I just find that amazing. We get establishing scenes for all these characters, except maybe Thor. Yeah. It's, it's like the icing on the cake to have seen the the other movies mm-hmm. because it has that much more of an oomph when we get those those big powerful money shots. Which I think is the idea going forward um, 
and I think it's been the idea going forward ever since Avengers is that you they want these movies to be like they want these movies to work very much the way the comics work where it's like oh you've got your standalone thing oh you're following that standalone thing well look that character look look where is that is that him in the crossover event over there let's go why don't you go check that out why don't you go see what he's up to over there as well it's it's probably the same writer yeah it'll be good like they, they it's a very similar thing but not nearly as cynical obviously because the crossover events are worthy of something and we're also getting to the point where they can just kind of bleed these characters in different movies and not really like blink an eye like Doctor Strange and Thor Ragnarok um they just sort of flip them in there and it's just like eh, this is just how the universe works and we're gonna move right right along we're not necessarily gonna dwell on it that's just how it's gonna go I mean Civil War was a Black Panther origin story basically so it's like yeah and he gets a character arc mm-hmm. that's what I'm saying <laughs> beautiful um we haven't talked about Phil Coulson yeah that's true he should have been in more of this uh just like he should it, have been in more of Iron Man 2 yeah like I, I feel like especially to make his death extra powerful it would have been nice to just have a little more groundwork with him which like it feels like that maybe looking back on it because we we both watched a good bit of S.H.I.E.L.D. we haven't Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. we haven't watched all of it at least we, we're not caught up by any means um maybe that maybe you can make the argument that we're kind of looking back on it and being like oh well you know he ends up being you know a really great presence on that show he should be a more but at the same time like he i don't know the, the, the i feel like that argument would hold ground for maybe talking about iron man 2 but then they go and they actually make him the the onus for the avengers coming together yeah so clearly they intended or at least they decided to make him an important character so they might as well have beefed him up more and made us care about him more in Iron Man 2 and then again done the same thing in the Avengers. Like, I feel like he, he gets nothing to do in that shield opening. Yes. At the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like that he... Sh- they should have had him be one of the, the primary mm-hmm. characters in that. Yeah. I agree. Kind of strange. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I... It's the it's weird because I don't want Phil Coulson to show back up in the movies because I feel like that ultimately kind of defeats the purpose of him in Avengers. It would be kind of fun if he showed up and like brought them all back together. After. Yeah, it'd be fun if that was. Some you, sort you, of... it, you'd have to play it right. Yes, but I, I just want the I just want Kevin Feige to be like, yes, all this stuff's connected. But at the same time, I don't care. Yeah, I mean, if it's not going to matter, and I get why it doesn't matter. Months. Um, I think they could eventually shift, like, kind of Daisy off into the the movies at some point or another. I think they could maybe convince themselves into doing that, but I, I don't know. I just don't know. That's a character from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., in case you yes. don't watch that show. There, there are a couple characters that would make great cameos, just as, like, oh, hey, that's a S.H.I.E.L.D. person. That's just S.H.I.E.L.D. agent number two. Oh, wait, we know them! You know, if you've watched Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., you know that that's so-and-so, and they're doing this, and, like, it would be nice to just see them. Um, at this point, but there, there's so much going on that we're just not getting to where we can combine the Guardians of the Galaxy and the Avengers. So, yeah, we'll get there probably. Probably. <laughs> I'm not holding my breath. Yeah. Anything else we want to talk about? Yeah. I'm probably good. All right then. Going on a high note, folks. Tyler, what's your grade for Marvel's The Avengers? 
Where do you where are you going on this? I'm I, I'm I'm kind of more interested. I think I'm going B plus. Really? I don't think I'm quite in the A range. I know that's hurtful. Well, that's that's no. I'm I'm just trying to to judge how much you're going to be like what? Because because I'm I'm pretty sure uh, you're going A plus. I'm, I'm going you? I'm going A plus. I think I'm going A plus. Ah, oh, come on. <laughs> This movie is too. The, the, there are flaws in this movie, but they're really nothing. There's really nothing that I'm like, oh, that's a thing that I have an issue with. Like, that's a th- or well, for, there's for, nothing that I'm like, oh, that's a thing that I'm like, man, I wish that just wasn't a. Th-. Like, there are little bits and pieces where I'm like, they could have done that better. Like, that's well, not. For, well, for me, I'm comparing it to the other Marvel movies I know, and I know overall it gets better from here. Like, I'm comparing it to Age of Ultron and Civil War and how it's able to handle this large of a cast and making more complicated yeah. interesting story than this but this also they they also are building on the groundwork of this yes which brought them all together yes in a very expert fashion you're not wrong <laughs> for the first time in any sort of thing like this yes it's special yes it's it's amazing. it's not just it's, about the fact it's that it's special once, though it's, it's a once in a lifetime event but it's not just about the event for me like it's not just about the spectacle yeah. it is actually the characters and the things they do with the characters it's the same reason why i get why i was so high on wonder woman and the same reason i'm like you know the same reason i was so like adamant that i was like no i think and, this and, thing to, is and to be fair great movie. i wasn't high on that's wonder what woman. i'm saying and that's you, exactly what and you helped me inflate my grade so thanks for that <laughs> you gotta give it at least the A range for the A and the Avenger. It, they did the sign and everything. Do it for I'm the not, sign. I'm not, I'm not sure. You can do. You can do B plus. I'm not. I'm not actually trying to convince you. It'll be fun. I don't like. We, we very rarely have a, a difference this this high. So. Well, it's it's all just personal stuff. Like like I get that yeah. it's a huge event, but ultimately, it's just the very simple plot that kind of. It's it's a mix of it being like a, a very simplistic plot, not a whole lot to it. It sounds very similar to our uh, discussions. Not very similar, but it sounds it seems to resemble our discussions about a, a particular movie that's in the pop culture uh, zeitgeist right now, as it were. We'll, we'll leave you. I'm not going to say any more on that. We'll let you figure that out when we get to that movie in a little while. We're talking about Last Jedi. <laughs> I think you just now realized what I was talking about. Yes. <laughs> as, as you said that. <laughs> I need the Jeopardy music to be going while you're talking. <laughs> yeah, no. I don't know. It's, it's a mix of it I'm being... beginning to realize that plot is overrated for me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm beginning no, no, to realize I just movie, don't like... The movie's got it where it counts, and that's the character stuff. I, yeah. I will take a character-driven movie over a plot-driven mm-hmm. movie any day of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a mix of that, and it's a mix of the editing... Like and there were some sp- small problems I have with the story that we we really didn't get into that because ultimately that doesn't matter all that much. Mm. I don't know. I, I'm yeah. I'm feeling B plus. That's just okay. what I'm feeling. It, I'm not I'm not trying to convince you. I I think it's kind of interesting if we we stick with this and um writing it down. Plus, if we ever do that, I... if we ever, if we ever do that episode where where we decide to change, like if we we have a special episode where we are like. We're going to amend the score sheet. Yeah. We're going to change some grades. Yeah. I could always do that. You have got me thinking. Because I don't... I'm not really, like, even... Oh, to little... be fair, I already broke the system by changing my grade from the for the Incredible Hulk. So there's Correct. that. I'm not even really, like... Who that. cares? It's the Incredible Hulk. 
We'll, we'll have to see when I get to, to Age of Ultron and Civil War, because I'm not even really that conflicted about giving this... Like, I'm, I'm really not <clears throat> that, like... I don't know. I, th th this wasn't a super difficult choice for me. But at the same time, I'm, I am curious if I'll feel the same. I think with both of those, I'm going to not be quite as high on. Maybe not Civil War. We'll right. see. We will see. I do think I'll those are the only way. two. I do think those are the only two that are going to give me a run for that well, money. Winter Soldier. Because well, because I I know that personally. I when, Winter Soldier doesn't like. I I mean I appreciate that it's a great movie and I'm yeah. But it, personally, it doesn't hit me quite as hard as the three quote unquote Avenger movies. I think we're kind of in the reverse. Like that's kind of how I'm feeling mm -hmm. about this. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah, I. Well, I'm just going to go ahead and say right now, I don't think I would give any of the MCU movies an A+. Interesting. So, I'm already there. And I was, I was looking back at the score sheet. I've only given three movies. Yeah, that I give a lot more movies A+. We, we reviewed over 88 for films. Me, for me, A+, is like, you did it. <laughs> that's that's yeah. my thing. We've reviewed over 88 films, and I've I've only given three of them an A+. Yes. Yeah. And if I curious, think generally I it, tend I tend to have a, a wider range than you as far as just the, what I'm willing to give out. Yeah. Between the 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 old F plus and the no, but but like really I think I we I'd be curious to do an actual like like sort through this maybe well not during the podcast but but to to do look through like kind of the the numbers and, and crunch them and see the the distribution because I feel like you kind of have more of a bell curve. I think I'm more of just Which a is how block. I've explained it many yeah. times. And I think I'm more of a block where I just kind of spread it out. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, this or this. Like, I, I, yeah. I tend more towards the the edges than you may necessarily. And if, if anybody's curious, if you haven't gone back and listened to the older episodes, or you're, you're, I know everybody's got their own personal score sheet where they're keeping track yes, of our credits. Every week. Every week. Mm -hmm. um, even when we're Drink your recording. own team, kids. <laughs> Um, I gave A pluses to the first Terminator, Logan, and the first Rocky. Mm -hmm. Those are the only A pluses I've given. Which is interesting, and I think it's very telling about your your taste in movies. Like just those specific movies. Like I think you can see a through line as far as kind of what I'm not saying anything specific. Like I don't off the top of my head, I can't think of anything specific. But it's just like oh, excuse me. I also gave an A plus to Transformers: The Last Night. Oh, oh that. Oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> No, but like the the those, <laughs> those three movies, I think you can definitely draw a straight line through to see how you came up with those as your like the things you like most. So that's interesting. I think you would do see something very similar if you, you looked at mine and found like specifically. I know well, I gave Aliens. Well, the way well the way you talk about it, you talk about. I give every other movie an A plus. <laughs> I probably given like so. well here's the thing six or seven. You give more A pluses than I do, and then you give more F minuses. That's what, than that's I what I'm do. telling you is that yeah. is that like I I spread to the extremes a lot more. I think not necessarily in a everything's a zero out of ten or a ten out of ten, but in a I'm I think I'm more likely to give kind of towards the top and towards the bottom. You got aliens. You got the Dark Knight. Uh, you got you also gave one to Logan mm. and Rocky. And now this, yes, yeah. no, okay, yeah. A plus, okay, doing we're doing, it. we're locking it in. Interesting. I, I think. Like wait, I what said, about? Did I get Back to the Future in A plus? Oh God. Uh, where is Back to the Future? Yep. Okay. 
I was gonna say. Yeah. I think I think that would be my and and maybe this is because I'm being too subjective, but that's how I grade movies. Well, that would be, be my my like. I'm I'm starting to just after I hear certain people. Uh, it's it's mainly just the Last Jedi. Yeah. Well, let me go ahead and just say the the way. The, Not necessarily the problems people have with a movie. No, just just the internet reactions and just the the lack of real discussion about yes. the film and its merits yes. and just being like, isn't X, Y, and Z terrible because of of A, B, and C? And yes. it's just like, like, there's more to the movie you, than just the, saying it sucks for these reasons. Yes, that, you can still say it sucks by by all means, and obviously a lot of people do, but there's more to it than what is being parroted I think as much as is, I, it, is it destroying your your general framework for how to grade movies probably it did that. not it did that to me for well I'm just saying like is it making you more specifically for that movie yes because I don't sure. know how to grade that sure. movie but in general is it making you more like uh, you were going somewhere it, it's, it's, it's making me want to go more subjective mm. and just be like I'm just going to grade the movie what I feel like yeah not 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 so much like oh well <clears throat> do I think of it as an average movie? Yeah, The Incredible mm-hmm. Hulk's an average movie. No, no, we're not going to C plus. We're going to C because <laughs> Iron Man two is a C, and I want those two to be equal. Like there's there's too much like it's not actual math, but there's like just too much calculation going yeah. on in my brain. Yeah. Where it's just like how how do you feel? Plus like how we grade this is just like on our mm. most recent viewing of the movie. It's not like a lot of some of our grades might change just because like it our most recent viewing kind of filters in with what we think of the movie in general yeah. before yeah. that so the grade might not matter as much yeah like sure. like my grade for Wonder Woman it would probably decrease because I wasn't as high on that movie in the previous viewings and I think my grade for that is kind of inflated okay I mean that's the, but that's the interesting thing too as well is that like film is subjective I think, like, I try to get these fairly objective grades, but I think if you lined up all those A-plus movies, those would be, like, my favorite, yeah. whatever those were, like, six or seven movies. Yeah. Those would be in my top ten favorite movies of all time, yeah. I think, I think, for me personally, so. Obviously not including any, like, standalone things. I don't think any of my A-pluses would be in my top ten favorite movies. Really? Maybe Logan. <laughs> I do need to see Logan again. But. Perfection. Did I grade that with you guys? I feel like I missed that one. No. Or did we push that back and then I grade that? That's no, right. Yeah, did that. Yeah, that was a good call, me. Because <laughs> I don't. I feel like I probably was very like <laughs> iffy on Note that. Yourself. Good call. <laughs> good job. <laughs> I feel like I probably was very like wishy washy on that. I don't remember that at all. Um, we reviewed <laughs> that. Yeah, but like I feel like I just saw it in the theater, cried, and it's just like A plus. Yeah, yeah basically. Um, I need to watch it again, but I think I think looking back on it, I feel pretty pretty solid about that. Yeah. But yeah, I've yeah I, I tried I tried to be more objective with how I grade these movies, and I'm just more just like I don't care. <laughs> Avengers, fun movie. I really enjoyed that. B plus. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. We'll right, have so, to see. So. I'm gonna be really. I'm gonna. I'm gonna laugh so hard if our Winter Soldier grades are literally flipped. I think there's a great chance of that happening. I don't think I'll give it an A plus. Okay. I don't see that, that happening. Yeah. But we'll we'll see. Mm-hmm. So, so we have two options. 
I proposed this to Tyler beforehand, and we never really came to a decision. We could, we could. I, I'm okay with continuing to phase two. Mm -hmm. I'm okay if we keep keep this this Marvel train going. But do we want to have some kind of intermission type episode? I just don't know that we necessarily have anything to put in there. We could do it with this this grade thing. Yeah. I'm kind of feeling the momentum here. <clears throat> Cause, well, because I think it's it's good to after the high, after the like. This is this was what we were here for. This is, you know, where this universe went and the the thing that they probably pushed to the stakeholders and they were like, this is what we're going for. This is this is gonna be the big the mega millions. You know, this is this is what you gotta. I'm really curious to see how it feels to then kind of go into the the next I guess sort of quote unquote dip and see how that goes as far as like they suck. Well, that's that's what I'm curious. The Mandarin's about. terrible. <laughs> Because what do we got? Can what? you give me a logical reason? Because he's not like he is in the comics. Have you ever read any Iron Man comics? No! <laughs> this is this is very true. And that's every <laughs> online conversation with somebody who claims to be a comic book fanboy. <laughs> every conversation. They'll tell you Iron Man 3 is the worst. They can't even give you good reasons for why it's the worst. Ben Affleck is the best Batman. I hear people, they talk about like Shane Black's doing a new movie and they're like, oh, just make sure he never touches a comic book movie ever again. I don't understand. <laughs> you people are mad. I, I don't know. They are mad. They're very mad about Iron Man 3. <laughs> it's five, five, six years later. Um, people are still salty about that. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, in a in a Star Wars the Last Jedi kind of way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I don't know. Um, what? So what is like the next order there? Then what? What's phase two? What do we got? What do we got coming up the pipeline? Because I think we should just roll right into it. I'm I'm feeling good about that. Iron Man three, Thor: The Dark World, uh, Captain America: Winter Soldier, Guardians, and then Age of Ultron, and then Ant Man. Ooh, that's interesting. That's very interesting. I don't want to watch Thor: The Dark World. I'm thinking maybe after Ant-Man we can stop. At can, that point, Last Jedi should be out, right? Can you just watch Thor the Dark World for, for me and then, like, you know what I don't like about that movie. You can just say it. Yeah, that's I, fair. I don't need to watch it again. Yeah. That's, that's fine. <laughs> um, no, I don't know. It's uh, I, I think we should probably go up to Ant-Man and then maybe... Yeah, Last Jedi will do last Jedi. out. Who, yeah. who knows? Yeah. So. Is that like we'll a do like a, a three, We'll do like a three-hour podcast on that. It'll be fine. No, oh, I feel like we'll have to put that on. Punch. Which is also why I don't want to stop because I feel like if we stop, we might be like, "Oh, look, we could do Last Jedi," and then we're gonna be like, "We don't want to do Last. Just, just give it some time. It's too fresh." Last Jedi, I have a feeling it's gonna like <laughs> instead of watching it once and then recording, we'll watch it like three times back to back to back and be like, <laughs> "What if we watch it in reverse?" And, and then we'll get to the end of it. And I'm like, "Yeah, I still don't know what's great. <laughs> I got nothing." We'll see. We're calling it. You can find us online at herecomethesequels.blogspot.com. You can also find us through Twitter at HCTSequels. You can find us uh, through the email at herecomethesequels at gmail.com. And you can also find us probably somewhere else. iTunes, YouTube, search the title. Go watch that Batman vs. Superman YouTube review. Watch, quote-unquote. And and give it more likes, because somebody gave it a dislike, and I'm not happy <laughs> about it. Didn't even bother to leave a comment. Come on. Be courteous. <laughs> Tell us why you hate us. 
Say it to her face. Well, well I mean, I, I, it's pretty obvious why they don't like us for that video. We know why they hate us. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we'll be back next week with Iron Man 3. Feel like giving us a review or whatever on iTunes? <laughs> or YouTube? Or YouTube? Do whatever you want. Do that. Art is subjective. <laughs> Nothing is real. 